Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius. Welcome back to the podcast. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about Arthur the Three-Legged Dog. And you're probably wondering, what does that mean? What the hell is that supposed to mean? And I'll explain to you what I mean, because I think it's a it's an anecdote that has applicability in our lives, and it means something. But I wanted to give it that obscure title so that you would be forced to sit and listen to this podcast and grind your way through it. But um, let me tell you what I mean. I have a friend in Rio, Rio de Janeiro, the city of Rio in Brazil, and he has a, a dog. It's a small black dog, but it only has three legs. It only has three legs. And it's a very cute dog. And whenever I meet this friend of mine, sometimes we go out, have some sardines and some beer, talk about life, talk about the world, all those things. You know, he brings his little dog along with him. And it's very interesting to watch this dog because even though the dog was born with only three legs, just to see this dog hop around, it's very inspiring in some ways because the dog has a lot of spirit. The dog interacts with other dogs as dogs are always wont to do. You know, they're sociable animals. Canines are sociable pack animals, and they interact with other dogs, and they they frolic with them, they tussle with them, they leap around, they jump around. And it's very entertaining to watch this. Whenever we would go out, and he'd bring the dog, and he'd let the dog kind of run around. We would often go to Leme, which is um, is a kind of a little section of uh, of Rio, and there's a spot along the beach there at Leme where there's a good restaurant where we often get uh, sardines and he'd let the dog frolic around and I would sit there and watch and you know it, it struck me recently from watching this dog that when you have an animal that's that we would call handicapped you know we would call a three-legged dog handicapped they don't know that they're handicapped. They don't think of themselves as limited. You know, dogs are animals are not, beasts are not really sentient, reasoning beings in the same way that humans are. So they don't reflect on their shortcomings or limitations in the same way that, that we might do. So as far as the dog is concerned, the dog is perfectly fine. The dog doesn't see any limitations at all. The dog frolics around, jumps around with the other dogs, tussles with the other dogs, does everything the other dogs do. It just doesn't have that same physical capacity. But you can see in the dog's face, and the dog's name is Arthur, Artur in Portuguese, Artur. And in English, we would say Arthur. And the, the dog doesn't see itself as being handicapped. The dog doesn't see itself as being limited in any way. And, you know, there's something very, um, something very interesting in that because people often reflect on their own shortcomings and make allowances for their shortcomings and they 
analyze their shortcomings and 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 uh, discuss them, cogitate over them, obsess about them, think of ways of solving them. When many, when maybe in in most situations, they should just simply be ignored. You simply act like they are not there. I mean, the handicap maybe is something that you put there. We put the handicap there. And if we just behaved as this Artur, this dog, behaves, if we just are completely oblivious to it, maybe in that situation, ignorance is bliss. Maybe in that situation, being completely oblivious to your own limitations is better. Because that way you don't obsess about it. You don't cogitate. You don't ruminate over it. You don't suffer over it. You just grind through it. You frolic with the other dogs, like Arthur the three-legged dog does. And I think there's really a lesson in there. You know, as I was, uh, last time I was down in Rio, I was, you know, sitting on the beach at Leme, watching Arthur leap around with the other dogs. I said, you know what? You know, we often really obsess about all of our limitations, but maybe the best thing, instead of looking for ways to overcome them, just ignore them. We should just ignore them. And this came up to me as a thought recently because I got—I recently received an email from a guy, coincidentally also in, in Brazil, and he was asking me a question about age. His question was, hey, you know, Quintus, I really feel limited in my age. I really feel like I'm limited because of my age. I feel like I'm getting older, and when I go out, if I'm out with my girlfriend, if I'm out with other people, I feel old. I feel like people are looking at me. I feel like I can't do the same things that I used to do before. I can't feel like I am completely comfortable with my age. That was his question. And, you know, what, what, what are your recommendations? And, you know, I said that, and this was taking a page from the dog's book, from Arthur the Three-Legged Dog, that you just have to just work with what you've got. Whatever hand of cards that you've been dealt with, you have to you have to play those cards. Fate dealt Arthur three legs when biology commanded that he should have four legs, but fate only gave him three. So what does he do? He plays the hand of three cards that he has to the best of his ability, and he just frolics with the other dogs. He just pushes right through it. And, you know, that's what you have to do in life. That's what you have to do. You have to almost be oblivious in many ways to some of your own limitations. Because the reality is you can't solve all of your limitations. I mean, we like to think that we can. We like to think that we can sort of sort of, work our way in circles around all of our limitations. And to some extent, you can. But maybe in some ways, the best way of dealing with them is simply to just blast right through them. Just pretend they don't exist. If you don't talk about it, if you don't act like it's there, it does not exist. Does not exist. Does not exist. Now, I understand that we can't take this too far. You know, I'm not saying that a man in a wheelchair can be a high jump uh, virtuoso. That would be a misunderstanding or a misinterpretation of what I'm trying to convey here. What I am trying to convey is that too often... We obsess about what we think are limitations when, in fact, they are just 
pimples on the face of life. That's all they are. So when this guy was talking to me about age and how he feels handicapped by age and crippled by age, I tried to convey to him that you have to act like whatever age you are, hey, that's the age to be. Whatever place you are, that's the place to be. Whoever you're with, that's the person to be with. You know, If you don't make it out to be a problem, people will not interpret it as a problem. If you make a big deal out of it, and if you obsess about it as if, as if it is a problem, and if you go around apologizing for your age, or apologizing for your appearance, or apologizing for your gray hair, or your whatever, your wrinkled forehead, or whatever it is, then people will know that you have a problem with it. And if they think you have a problem, then all of a sudden they think there is a problem. So I understand people listening to this are going to think, oh, well, you know, it's easy for you to say, but you can't really blast through every problem. You know what? You'd be surprised. You would really be surprised because I think far too often people err on the other side. People err on the side of obsessing about their problems and thinking about them instead of just ignoring them. I think in most cases, people would be better off not asking for any advice at all about anything, about just blasting through everything and just keep going. You know, that's what I think about age. That's my, that's my thoughts of, of age. I'm, right now, I'm 49. I'm going to be 50, uh, you know, pretty soon, within a couple months here. And um, I'm not saying you don't think about it. I'm not saying it's not a something you uh, completely erase from your consciousness. But do I really care? Do I really obsess about it? Do I really walk around apologizing for it? Not really, no. I don't really care. I really don't. I really don't care. Because every... Uh, every phase of life has its rewards and its merits and its demerits, its attractions, its uh, inconveniences, its good points, its, ba- its bad points. So it's pointless to obsess about all these things. You have to play the cards that you're dealt. Whatever age you are, that's the age to be. It really is. And I really believe that. I really do believe that because... Again, obsessing about this stuff does you no good. So I wanted to just point that out as a kind of a learning point. Imitate Arthur the dog. Imitate Arthur with his leaping around, hopping around with the other pack of dogs without a care in the world, acting like he just belongs there. And you see that and you say to yourself, what balls, what balls? Respect. Respect to the three-legged dog. Got to give respect to the three-legged dogs of the world for staying in the game, for fighting in the game, because that's what it's all about. It's what it all comes down to. You know, it's really what it uh, really what it uh, it adds up to. All right. So that sums up that issue here. What I want to do here for the rest of this podcast is let's kick back, relax. Enjoy life. Let's read a few of the G Manifesto's tweets here, something that people have asked me to do. For some reason, people like it when I read these tweets. I'm not sure why, but I won't argue. 
Let's go back here to some recent tweets. Let's go back to September. And again, the the Twitter account that I'm reading reading from is at Michael Porfirio, P-O-R-F-I-R-I-O, first name Michael. Goes by the name of the G Manifesto, a guy who I've done a couple podcasts on in the past. Good guy, great guy, with hilarious, actionable advice. The only guy out there on Twitter doing actionable advice and real journalism. Actionable advice and real journalism. So if you haven't had a chance to follow him, you should get on there and and do that because you're really missing out on all of that heavenly glory. September 14th, he says, How do I celebrate a big payday? Same as every day. Wake Wake up early for sunrise for a heavy workout and open ocean sunrise swim. The original celebration. Heavenly glory. No one even celebrates like this. And swoop a bunch of beautiful girls, village by the sea. And again, you've got a picture of a nice crested wave peaks there. Again, the the very kind of a nice little haiku poem there of, of just disjointed thoughts which come together to create a nice visual effect here, which is what we're all what we're all after here. Visual effect. And let's look at some others here. Um Electronic books, more, more like electronic soy. This is from the September 14th, a response, uh, response to a tweet that I made. And let's see, here we go. Retweet from February 9th. He says, Michael Mason, he says, Most of these weesh, quote, internet fitness guys are constantly yapping about, quote, eating clean. The problem is that what they are really doing is just washing, <laughs> is just, is just, is just washing their soy before they eat it. Biggest cover-up in, in fitness media history. <laughs> All right. Here we go. September 15th, when these Internet fitness guys cannot shut up about calories in, calories out. They are really just swooping guys named Cal O. Reese. <laughs> and the only calories in are coming from soy. <laughs> and the soy oil they are rubbing on themselves for their gay selfies. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Let's see what are some other good ones here. Most people do not know shit about hydraulic floor tiles. This is from September 16th. A nice picture of some hydraulic floor tiles. September 16th. Fresh Mountain Air. The original Nootropic. Custom suits. The original wearable tech. And isn't that the truth? And you know, if you don't have a custom suit, you really owe it to yourself to try to do that. There's a picture here of Sean Connery. From the 1960s, one of his immortal Bond roles, an image that never, never gets old. Never gets old. And here we go. It's from today. Burning, quote, man? More like (laughs) burning soy. (laughs) And there's another tweet that says, If you are over 22 years old and you need to, quote, find yourself at Burning Man... Your problems don't end there. <laughs> well said. Very much well said. Let's see if we can scroll down here the Twitter timeline for a couple more. 
couple more hits that we can all right let's see here we go before the smoking ban this is from september 12th before the smoking ban no one said anything gay like sunday fun day so <laughs> october taco tuesdays wad w-o-d i don't know how i don't know how that's pronounced i love soy <laughs> i love soy and swooping toots chillax hodling facial recognition technology understanding the underlying technology <laughs> huge lesson in there oh man <laughs> oh man it never gets old it just never gets old all right um here we go <laughs> all right the this is from uh, september 11th uh response to a tweet that i made on plumbing i said plumbing is an honorable trade very ancient and his response was the only job and boss that i liked most would not be honest enough to admit this. The problem is when you give millennial guys actionable advice like how to run copper, they just end up <laughs> swooping guys named Topper <laughs> instead and eating soy brunches. <laughs> All right. So you get the idea. You get the idea. And don't forget to laugh because, you know, life is short. And if you can't laugh at a lot of this nonsense, then what good is any of it. All right, so that'll wrap up our podcast here for today. I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.